We're the Nada Grande Boys. I'm Rodney Wood. And I'm Kyle Jackson. Welcome to the Nada Grande Outdoors podcast where we hunt it forward. Welcome to Nada Grande Outdoors podcast. We are in Denver, Colorado. I'm going to do what you always do to me. We have an intro for that, Rodney. (laughs) (laughs) We do. We do have an intro. We are sitting here with a special guest, Dana, here at Kafaru. Yes. Introduce yourself. I am Dana Monroe here at Kafaru International. Um, I run customer service here, do a lot of the marketing, social media help Frank and Aaron along with that. So, hello. Very nice. Thank you. Thank welcome, you for welcome. Us. Thanks for um, letting us come join you, I guess we should say. Yeah. Right, right. We're, we're sitting here in the, the Kifaru um, Cast soundproof sound room. studio. It is really uh, cool. So I'm going to put a plug in. My, my brother um, said that we needed to fix our sound, and so right. we've done that with this. <laughs> we've actually got a soundproof room. Yep. And so, right. thanks to Kifaru for that. We, we, we bought a bought a new recorder, and as we were setting up in here today, um, we realized that we have the same recorder that Kifaru Cast has, so that's excellent. Yeah. That's yes. really cool. means we're on the right path. I don't <laughs> right. know if we're on the same level, but we're on the right <laughs> path, right? Yeah. you got to so, start somewhere. got to start somewhere, you know? right? Right, for sure. So we're here today to talk a little bit about backpacks. So, um, Dana, that's that's going to be your job today. Tell us a little bit yeah. about um, Kafaru backpacks. Well, um, uh, there's a lot to them. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, I think the biggest thing as far as backpacks goes, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of walked you guys through it, is, is just finding something that, First of all, you find something that fits you. You mm-hmm. start with a frame, get get it fitted correctly to you, and then from there you can go on. And with our system, you go on and add whatever bag kind of meets your needs. So you can go with a small bag for, for day trips up to, you know, an 8,000 cubic inch bag for, for a 10-plus day out in the back country. So everything everything that you could do, you can, you know, find something in our product line that will that will meet your needs for that. Right, right. So you're talking about. So what what kind of measurements are you looking at for? Um, if somebody needed to take their own measurements, what are they going to measure? What are they? So when people call in, we typically take their height and inseam to get mm-hmm. get an idea of what their torso length is, mm-hmm. and then from there we will take into account their weight, like their waist size, to mm-hmm. to kind of gauge their body body size as far as uh kind of the the details as per frame sizing and that's that's kind of the base measurements because from there you can and you guys start everything with the frame right 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 start with the frame because from there you can put anything on it and so that figuring that out is really important and like roddy and i were talking about one of the cool things about stopping in here at kifaru is oftentimes you know there's most hunters or, or people out there, uh, unless you live in a in a big town, you don't have the opportunity to stop in and try something out. You're or you're ordering it offline or on you're ordering it online, not offline, <laughs> online, um, or you know you're just going off of what a buddy says or or a buddy's pack that he has, which he it may fit you okay, but it may not be what you need and right. so that's really important right and we do have that out. a lot of people that bring their buddies in and say <laughs> get this and this and this and this and I'm like hold on like <laughs> let me talk like <laughs> let me do my job here and let me figure out he's What's a little there? bit different so yeah because we all have our preferences and we all exactly. have hey this works for me great you should try this and but but uh, that may not be the specific case for that person exactly i mean just like we're out in the showroom a few minutes ago and you guys really like this certain backpack and i do not like the backpack (laughs) (laughs) at all (laughs) but you know if if you guys like it and if if that meets your needs and kind of your gear setup that's 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 all that matters so when and i'll tell you the story real quick about how me and kyle because both of us just bam that's the pack 
Yeah. We were we were searching through packs and uh, we were offline. Offline. Packs. <laughs> Off, no, we weren't offline. We were online. We were online and we were looking through just all kinds of different pack packs and and um, we get to Kafaro and we're going through and the, a lot of the great big like you were talking about your 8,000 cubic inches and stuff like that for the 10 day trips. We don't do a lot of that. Um, we typically have a base camp, you know, mm -hmm. a large camp set up and then we hunt from there. Um, and we're flipping through and we flipped to that one and it was just instant. Both of us, that one, I like that one. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Well, the reason that came about was because 2015, which hunt? What year was it we were doing our elk hunt in Capitans? Well, it was Two years ago? Yeah. 2017? 20, no, 2016. 2016. 2016. Anyways, we had a camp, or we had a hunt in the in the Capitans down in New Mexico, and we all, we each of us carried kind of a day pack that we carry, you know, food and water and, and, and whatever else that we need for the day because we go out hunting from camp and, and uh, just take what we need, but those packs those day packs aren't frame packs they are anything like that mm -hmm. and so this particular hunt we got into some elk uh fairly far from camp we mm -hmm. had a we were borrowing a, a side by side that we used to get close to our hunting area and then we walked from there with our day packs and we got in some elk early and i actually stuck one with a bow my um and we tracked him forever uh, i i'm i'd made a bad shot i'll make admission on that one but we tracked him for like two miles um and finally found him put him down and we went to pack him out and we didn't have the equipment yeah. and so we were packing quarters we, out yeah, on on shoulders that. and we did the gutless the gutless method where we didn't get him we just skinned him and took the quarters and the back straps and the, and the tenderloins and me and you carried all that meat out three quarters of a mile it was almost a mile almost a mile just thrown over our shoulders yeah and lord yeah and so that's kind of where it started we're <laughs> like okay we got to find a backpack that has some sort of frame some sort of support that we can take with us but it's versatile enough mm -hmm. to where we can just throw a day yeah. pack on it and yeah. if we don't need the day pack or if we get something we can put meat in behind the day pack and so that's where the hunt for a good pack yeah. started. And, and and that's why we settled on that one, because it just mm -hmm. looks like a, the perfect pack for what we do yeah. that we can actually take with it. Because I, like I have a frame pack, and I didn't have it with us because it's not a, something you want to wear all day. It's, exactly. it's an external, measurable frame pack. Yeah, feels like you've uh, got a big old board on your right? back. Yeah. <laughs> right? And so I could have went and got that, but I didn't. Um, and we just we just quartered it and carried it out but so having something that we can wear mm -hmm. as a day pack that can still be a frame pack to get something out is yeah that one really really excited us yeah. I think. but uh along with that and this is where we'll come back to kind of your expertise on this uh it seems like you guys have a system where you start with that that frame that base and then you can really build on it from there or change out if you need to right yep so that's that's the really cool thing is you can start out with a certain bag run it for a season and if you don't like the whole setup sell it on kafaru insiders rock slide something like that because they resell very well and pick up a new bag and throw pockets on there because from there you can kind of figure out what what configuration you like and and then you can just kind of mess with it and take it from there go with whatever you want yeah right it's nice right. pretty cool and there's lots of accessories tell us about some of the different types of um, accessories like you're talking about lids and yeah so we have um, we have lids that will really increase the capacity of your bag so if you go with a smaller one and then a smaller bag that you want to look to expand for longer trips you can throw a lid on there you can throw a number of belt pouches we have spotting scope pockets uh, we've just released a couple of cool pockets, the Sherman pocket a few months ago, and then the Claymore pocket, Claymore pocket slash lid, um, to really increase the space with, with other kind of 
applications as well. You can like use the Sherman pocket to strap your bow on. You can flip it down and carry your rifle on the back of your bag so you don't have to carry it on your arm with a sling because slings suck. Um, there's just so like, many that options. That sounds like a personal experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I went on, I, I'm a very new hunter myself, but I went on one rifle hunt and I, I pretty much bow hunt now. But I went on one rifle hunt, and that sling was a pain in the butt. So right. I, yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I would, I would much rather just cradle it or something like that and yeah. just take off. I, yeah. Slings, although nice when you're coming home and tired if you're not wearing a backpack. Yeah. Yeah, but. Mm-hmm. They tend to, yeah, the, with the backpack, they get in the way. Get in the way. They do. You, you have a hard time figuring out where to put it. or. Yeah, they do, but it's. I started off with not a Kafaru backpack because I didn't know. I, I started, I got into hunting all by myself. Like I had no direction whatsoever from anybody. So I was just, I, I didn't know anything. So we're, we're going to go on a tangent here because right. I want to hear about <laughs> what what made you want it. Because, you know, uh, we talked to Dana a little bit about the Hunt It Forward initiative. Yeah. Um, what made you want to get into hunting and what gave you that drive to do it on your own? Cause that, that's incredible to yeah. us. You know, we've been doing <laughs> our whole lives. And so mm-hmm. that's the whole premise of, of hunt it forward is it's really daunting to get into on your own. So yeah. I'd like to learn a little bit more about, yeah. about that from you. So I kind of got into it more of like on like the health side of things. I really wanted to get just meat. Basically. I love game meat. I've loved game meat my whole life. My dad it's funny, my dad grew up hunting, but I wanted nothing to do with it. I, mm-hmm. I just had no no desire to hunt ever <laughs> until a few years ago. And I kind of got into it a little bit. Social media was kind of exposed me to it and really just the meat. And then I kind of just dove all in. And then I moved out here to work at Kafaru. <laughs> right. So you started hunting before you came to Kafaru. I went on, yeah, I went on one kind of basically like a weekend rifle hunt with mm-hmm. my dad, just one hunt. And then I had, I shot a bow for a while and, and then did that hunt that winter met Frank and Aaron at a show. And then that summer moved out here and started working with them. Very so, cool. Yeah. So when you were growing up, did your dad try and get you into hunting or he just kind of, no, you, you just n- had no, no interest? I, I kind of tagged along on one just because it was kind of the whole family, all of the cousins, the little kids, mm-hmm. just kind of everybody tagged along. But, you know, the girls didn't really, they weren't really pushed into hunting like the boys were. Oh. Typical kind of thing. But, I mean, now my dad absolutely loves it. He's ecstatic that I'm into hunting. I would imagine <laughs> so. I would imagine so. Well, yeah. That's, that's cool. Um, and so... From there to now, kind of what was your path? What did what did you, how did you decide to to <clears throat> now you're a bow hunter? How yeah. did you decide to get into that? Well, I saw I kind of social media again kind of exposed me to to shooting a bow, and at first, you know, no desire. I'm like, who would who would do this this and then I'm I've said to myself it looks it looks kind of cool I kind of want to give it a try but you know I didn't want to go out and spend $800 on a bow so Mm -hmm. I you know where can you go and shoot and and I'm I was super shy I I mean I'm still super shy but I was like way 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 shy so I couldn't go to a pro shop because I can't just walk in somewhere and be hey I want to shoot a bow yeah so I went to the Western Hunt Expo out in Salt Lake, and okay. I went to the Hoyt bow hunting booth and, and shot a little. They have a little setup with little kids' bows. And so nice. <laughs> I got a bow, draw length is clear, like, clear in front of my face, but I shot a couple arrows, and I was hooked, like hooked immediately. And then I went, I just bought a Cabela's bow and got set up with that and kind of taught myself how to shoot. I watched videos online. I, I just – I. I have an obsessive personality, so I just dove all in, just finding out everything I could about archery, just like form everything I can learn and just just dove into it and 
just built up on that to where I got comfortable enough to, to go out hunting. And now here I am. Just killed a couple animals earlier this week. and Nice. Well, living on cloud nine. Very cool. <laughs> Very cool. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, do, you, do you still hunt alone or do you hunt with other people? I hunt with other people. Nice. I This last fall was my first year actually bow hunting because I moved here right in the middle of hunting season. So I basically had a year off. So last year was my first year hunting. Cool. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of people that they like go to go hunting out by themselves, just you know, to do it all on their own. I'm I'm not one of them. Um, more no, power to I them, don't. But I, I, I like, don't trust. <laughs> I hunt. I hunt with Kyle, and I hunt with another buddy of mine, and the three of us hunt together. And you know, I I just I mean, don't get me wrong. If it's if it's hunt alone or don't go hunting, I'll go hunt. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. But um. But for the most part, yeah, I like to be with my buddies. Yeah. It's so much more fun. It, it makes it better. Like, it does. Like yeah, hunting's great, but the experience is also a, a big part of it for me. Yeah. Yeah, the experience is a huge part. We advocate for that is um, if, you, if you're if you successful enough to, to harvest an animal, that is fantastic. But everything up into and including that you know is the experience and and having somebody share that with is usually um i find more more rewarding Mm -hmm. just because Mm -hmm. now you have somebody you can sit around and tell stories with versus if you went on your you you know you can tell the story yeah like and i was doing this and that but it doesn't i don't think it necessarily holds the same weight because the person you're telling it to doesn't have that buy-in you know yeah yeah it's a very bonding thing yes anything in the outdoors is it, it bonds you in a different way than pretty much than anything else. Yeah, in it my does. opinion, it's just it, on a deeper level than a lot of stuff. It does for sure. Um, our hunt it forward participants from last year, um, I just fully feel that they'll be friends for for life. You yeah. Know, because of the experiences that we shared. Yeah. Um, out there hunting and taking those antelope and stuff like that. Yeah, that for for certain. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. We went on a tangent. We can come back and, and talk backpacks again. I know that's Rodney really wanted to come and check out backpacks. So Yeah. Um, I don't remember where we were, though, so you'll have to remember for me. Um, we were talking about accessories. Accessories. Yeah. yeah. That's right. The difference in packs. So what is your choice pack? What do you like? My pack, I like the cavern. So it's... Um, we have the cavern and the crater, which are really similar packs. The crater's the 8,000 cubic inch pack. The cavern's the smaller 6,500 cubic inch pack. Give us an idea for those of you, or for those of us like me who don't comprehend 8,000 square or cubic inches, give us an idea of what size <laughs> that pack is. What could you fit in that pack? Uh, a <laughs> lot. <laughs> lot. <laughs> Day, I, days. How many days? Yeah, if we can look at it like that. Like. <sighs> The pack that I use is is generally about a five to seven day pack. Okay. Uh-huh. The the larger one is probably about a ten plus day pack, generally. For somebody like Aaron who carries a bunch of camera gear, yeah, it's probably closer to about a seven day pack. But the normal average Joe, it's probably a five to seven day pack. But I also hunt with that. That's my day pack. I I just compress it. Compress it That's what I love about that one so much is I take camp out and then just suck it all in and that's that's the pack that I hunt with on my back. Very so cool. and that's also the really cool thing about a Kafaru pack. Even though it's an external frame, you don't feel like you have a big old board on your back. <laughs> you can right. you can day hunt with it and and it's not it doesn't affect you whatsoever. And so did you get to um Sorry, I'm looking. I'm looking up these packs as she talks about. Yeah, and he's, he's handing it over to me, and I'm looking at it. And, yeah. um, did you get to? So, did you try a Kifaru pack before you came and worked for him, or? I had a small little day pack. Okay. And I I tried them on at the at the, at expo, the expo, and I was just amazed at how it fit me. Just amazed because I tried on. Being a female, we don't have the same body frame you know as men yeah and i tried on a friend's backpack back home a different brand and i put it on i couldn't tighten it close enough to get it to even remotely close to fit me and so and i was amazed that aaron threw a pack on and it just adjusted it and it fit me perfectly 
And and ha- and so Aaron's how big is Aaron? Uh, he's like six one. I think he's like two twenty ish right so now. Fairly so fairly my size ish. Big that's big guy. Yeah. That's impressive because if you saw Dana, she's much <laughs> smaller and p- more petite than I am, but. Um, the same pack fit on her and the fit on you. You just had to adjust everything. Yeah, yeah. We could wear the same, the same setup, just adjusting the straps a little bit different. Oh, and the adjust, the the adjustments on them are are pretty cool. You know, when I, I was trying that pack yeah. on earlier, you have the the first off, I like the the hip belt where you pull, you adjust it forward right. to tighten it. That's right. to me, it's just the greatest thing in the whole wide world. I hate when you do the opposite. Yeah. Um, and then on the you know you have the adjustments on the shoulder straps and then the the load lift mm-hmm. um, yeah and putting it on correctly is also a, a big thing we have mm-hmm. you know we there's a, there's a correct way to put it on in order to to use it to its full capabilities versus you know putting it on not correctly and people will come in and they their their fitting is all messed up and they they're still saying it's the most comfortable pack they've ever worn when it's completely out of adjustment and then you make a couple adjustments and they're like oh my gosh this is like this is even better than before and it was great before (laughs) it's it's probably it's probably a chore getting people out of their own ways it is Um, yes I, i know i've heard kyle talk about it when it comes to shooting instruction especially with men is you have to make them unlearn everything they've ever known you have to no no, it's not an unlearn you have to beat it out of them yes (laughs) everything they've ever been taught you have to beat it out of them uh the best (laughs) people to teach how to shoot are people who have never shot before and women yep because for the most part you don't have to beat it out of them they're they're pretty receptive but yeah uh grown men who have shot their entire life you have to beat it out of them and then reteach them. And that, that's probably about what you have to deal I with. I do. I have people come in and, you know, they walk in, they see me, and they're like, I don't know, like, are you sure you can help me? And I'm like, I'm, yes, I'm <laughs> sure I can help you. And they'll, they'll make comments like, oh, I've been backpacking for 20 years, and I, I know backpacks. And I say, uh, that's that's cool. Do, yeah, backpacking do you, do you is, ever, do like, you, technology you, has come a long way. Do you ever, like... <laughs> Rodney and I have the tendency to want to be really sarcastic and and say something to the effect of, so you've been backpacking wrong for 20 years. You ever get that urge? I get, I I would like to say stuff like that, but I, you know. It's probably best not to be in customer service service oriented. Customer service is is very difficult sometimes. (laughs) It, 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 it tries my patience. I'm sure. Quite uh, often, but it's it is the you know those 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 men they they come in with all these you know the, uh, these ideas they and they already know and they're doing something wrong and I'm like I have to explain to them our system is designed this certain way to be like this to work this way and there have been a few where it's it's a long conversation and they finally you round and round they, around they finally given and you know they're like okay we i understand you know what you're talking about <laughs> finally <laughs> so what are the some of the most common mistakes that people make um when choosing a pack and then let's say with you know you're talking about a lot of people who have come in with kifaru packs who've had their adjustments all wrong so mm-hmm. what are some of those common things that people get wrong or should really understand when it comes to to backpacks prior to getting one so the the biggest thing i see across the board is people starting with their load lifters too tight like that last adjustment because with our packs you start with everything loose and you tighten from the bottom up so you start with the hip belt then do the shoulder straps and very last you kind of cinch up those load lifters and people they won't loosen those and they'll loosen everything else and so they've got the shoulder strap clear to the bottom of their ear and then, and they're wondering why the, the pack's pulling down on, on their butt, pretty much. They're getting hot spots or something like that. And you, you gotta, you just loosen those, tighten the shoulder straps so they make contact with their shoulder and then, so and that's, then tighten I've the shoulder I've noticed that's strap. something that you touched on 
both with Rodney and I, whenever we first put those packs on, is the first thing that you said was tighten the belt at a certain place around, you yep. said, uh, center it at the top of your... Yeah, center. you want the center of the belt at the top of your hip bones to yeah. kind of cup around your hip. Because that's where you want the weight to, to, to right. ride on. Right. Is, and when you're carrying a pack is on your hips rather than your mm -hmm. shoulders. And so... Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, because I wouldn't have even thought of that, popping those load lifters loose. Yeah. So... It's funny, I've got a really good friend that he, he now is my really good friend. The f one of the first times I ever met him, I, I ran to him, into him at a, the alpha bow hunting challenge that we do here. And I, I was like, hey, can I fix your backpack? <laughs> I don't even remember it, but he tells me about it. Because <laughs> he had his load lifters super tight and his, his pack was clear up here. And I'm like, I just... It makes me cringe when I see people post photos in their backpacks like that. But we're, I mean, he's a very, very good friend now. And that was my first, so you know, run-in with it's him. It's really funny that you say that because <laughs> um, I'm guessing that Rodney and I probably have a little bit of the obsessive personality that you do. Mm -hmm. uh, because I think with both of our jobs we do the same thing you know your job is backpacks and so you yeah. see a backpack and you just you're like ah yep rodney this entire trip that we've been going up through through idaho and montana and back through wyoming the entire yeah. time rodney does uh is an engineer for electric lines and so he's all he's doing is <laughs> you know i'm saying look at these mountains he's like look at those power lines why'd they do that and so that's so that's hard. really funny so, because so we both do that in our line of work yep. and and you're the same way how funny yeah yeah, yeah. can i fix it <laughs> do you ever comment on people on social media like your packs adjusted wrong i have i have said sent a message or two yeah i'm right. like like with people who post photos i send them a private message and say hey like i i mean i don't want to offend you in any way but See, please now there's the difference because me i'm like listen dumbass <laughs> you got it all wrong you need to come see us i may say that in my head sometimes <laughs> never get, out loud I, I i say it out loud too often oh that's funny that's funny um where were we rodney i don't know i lost I we hit were, a tangent we, again we were we were adjusting packs and um we went through yeah. accessories yeah. Yeah. So tell us uh tell us a good hunting story. Oh yeah, that's the good part. <laughs> well, I've only have a very limited number of stories. Um That makes it easy to choose one. Right. Yeah. It makes it easy to recall, <laughs> isn't it? Well I just so I was just in Hawaii hunting uh deer, goats and pigs, just kinda whatever. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um it's very difficult to hunt out there, I will say. Probably it's more difficult than hunting in Colorado. Just the, that lava rock just does a number on you. Mm -hmm. oh, My man. feet hurt so bad before I got sunburned. Now they hurt because they're sunburned. <laughs> She's um, really making a case for herself, right? Uh, I went to Hawaii. I had to go to Hawaii to hunt and right? I had to get sunburned. Yeah, I know. Rough life. But, <laughs> but it's, no, it, it was really great. It was just just the experience I gained. I, we hunted for three days, pretty much three days straight. The number of animals out there, I probably gained like years worth of knowledge just in those three days with, with the number of animals that I came into contact with. That's pretty cool. And those deer, they're, they're cool animals. Oh my gosh. They're cool and they're speedy. They are like... Well, you, you were hunting with a bow? With a bow. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So you got to get in really close. Yeah. And by the time you get close to one herd, there's another herd 50 yards away that you don't know is right there. And they spook and they spook all the deer and they run 50 yards. But it's it's thick. It's it, it's rough country down there, which is why they like it, because what people kind can't of, get to What kind them. of deer are they? Tell They're me. axis deer. Axis, okay. Yep. They which is funny because you don't, when you think about a hunting destination, I guess Hawaii doesn't pop up yeah right on the t on on even the top 10 i think yeah. on the list it never did to me uh i had a couple friends that that went out last year who introduced me to to my friend that lives out there who i got connected with and and i never i would never in a million years think to go hunting in hawaii yeah right. but it was phenomenal it was i'm gonna go back every year from now on it's 
Nice. I think that's one of the cool things, you know, um, is just like you like you we've been talking about. You know, you were in you you your dad was hunt you know hunted, but you didn't really get into it. But whenever you finally got into hunting, just those connections that are made within the hunting community. I mean, mm-hmm. <clears throat> to go from from you know the western hunting expo there in salt lake and and be where you're at now and having a contact you know our friend in hawaii <laughs> to go hunting in hawaii i mean how cool is it that that that's what hunting does right yeah, yeah you went from nothing from not being a hunter at all to i've got a buddy and we're going to go hunting um axis deer in hawaii that's yeah that's a jump yeah that's which is cool like jump. a dream hunt for right? like everybody yeah right yeah that is so cool I mean, that's, that's one of the things that I think that when we talk about <clears throat> hunt it forward and getting new people into hunting, that's, that's the hard, to, hard thing to kind of express to them is on top of everything else, on top of the experiences that you're going to have in nature, on top of the skills that you're going to learn when hunting, on top of all the little nuances that comes with hunting, you know, learning everything that you learn you're going to be now you're going to be in this community that and I think that's what really kind of kept me in it in it and going at the rate that I've been going is the community yeah because it's just just such good people they care about you so much and Mm -hmm. anybody is like oh come hunting with me like oh you don't have anybody to go hunting with come out with me, I'll take you, come out with me, my son, something like that. And just, just the, the willingness to help in the hunting community, mm-hmm. it just speaks numbers about like the people and just yeah. how good the people are. And it's, and it, it baffles me because it, that's true. Uh, there's all kinds of people out there that are willing to take people hunting and, and they're looking for people to go hunting with. And yet there's still so many people out there who want to go hunting, mm-hmm. but just don't know where to start yeah. and have a hard time you know, yeah. getting started. And you're proof that you don't yeah. need help. You don't yeah. need a Hunt It Forward program like me and Kyle do. Yeah. Um, you can do it on your own. Um, there's those that want the help, you know, but it, yeah. it's, it's just amazing how that that disconnect, it, it's, it's baffling. Yeah. I don't, it's, it's hard. And that's, you know, that's why it's fun talking to, to new hunters like you to, to mm-hmm. figure out, you know, how did you get into, you know, how did you, how did you do it? Because now, um, while we don't have, you know, a, a, a huge following here at Nato Grande, we, we do have a following. And again, it's a hunting community. And so now we can put that, that voice out there that, yes, there are people who have done it on their own and if you want to you can do it on your own and talking about the technology that's out there to help you do it if you want to do it on your own exactly. and if you don't want to do it on your own there's programs out there to help you you know uh, there's people out there who will help you you just kind of gotta you look do. in the right place yeah yeah and it's just it's just a, a matter of finding them because mm-hmm. there are so many like so many means to of just ways to get information YouTube is phenomenal. That's how I taught myself how to shoot a bow. Yeah, and I'm pretty dang good. Like, I will say, I I step up with some of these guys at the archery shop, and they're they're looking over like, oh, <laughs> that's what? nice. Like, you're you're here all by yourself, like throwing like throwing arrows at sixty yards. Like, I'm over here at twenty. <laughs> and <laughs> you're at twenty. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a good distance. that's. You just got to find it. You just yeah. like, you just have to take it upon yourself. And that's, that is another thing that you can't, you can't motivate people to, to do that work, which that you're just never going to make that happen. No. no, but we can, we can make it a little bit more accessible to help those people who are, you know, looking Absolutely. to find a, a way into the yeah. community. And that's, you know, whenever the hunt it forward is not necessarily an, an original idea um there's there's a big push nationwide to get more hunters into hunting now and there's some programs in different parts of the country that that are doing the same thing 
Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, we can't claim credit for for that. It's just what we can do, uh, Rodney and I can do ourselves. But whenever I kind of came up with the idea, you always have the spark of the idea, and then you have the big picture, and you, know, you start <laughs> thinking about the big picture of things. And that was kind of my big picture was, man, how cool would it be to have exactly that exactly what you're talking about and going to Hawaii having a contact mm -hmm. um, so if you have somebody who says you know what I'm not really into hunting elk but I would love to hunt some pheasant cool yeah. I got a guy in Kansas that'll hook you up yeah yeah that's kind of the big picture and and if we ever get there that would be fantastic but I know I know that uh, because of the hunting community, because of the willingness of the hunting, hunting community to help out, um, that whether it's with Hunt It Forward or another program or whatever, that's that, that is a possibility. Yeah. Uh, because hunters, for the most part, are willing to step in and help out. Mm -hmm. Very, very willing. So, I wish yeah. I would have found a, something like that when I first started. Because it's taken, I've jumped all in, but it's taken me a couple years to, yeah. to kind of actually get there. And last winter, De December, this last time my year is like all sorts <laughs> of messed up right Whirlwind. now. <laughs> December, I killed my first animal. I killed an antelope with a rifle. Nice. And then I would go goose hunting uh, just on a golf course with some buddies. He does that, so we shoot we shoot our bows at at geese killed a couple geese and and then to hawaii with my bow this this last week and it's it's taken me a few years to to finally get there so if i would have been able to you know get 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 an animal down get that killing experience a little mm -hmm. bit sooner i think that would have i would have liked that i know i it's it's a process that yeah. you got to go through but it would have been nice to find something like that a kind of a a, a mentor to to go into it with mm -hmm. instead of trying to just do it all myself yeah and yeah. and there's so much to it there's there's so so much um what we were able to take our hunted forward participants through last year and just this year with the draw i mean that's just a little bitty tiny portion of what hunting is mm -hmm. the rest of it you know they're they they have to figure it out on their own um yep we'll help as much as we can but yeah just there's so much to learn in hunting and I, I like I was talking before the podcast we take that for granted because we've been doing it our whole lives yep and and there's still a ton a ton for us to learn and I think we didn't even realize that until we started doing this podcast how much we've learned while researching for the podcast how much we didn't do yeah there's a bunch that we don't know <laughs> <laughs> Which is okay because that gives us room for growth and all lets yeah. us keep doing what we yeah. love doing. And yeah, it's, and it's not just us; it's all hunters. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, and that's the cool thing about hunting is, you you can't ever know everything. I don't think you can learn it in a lifetime. Never, never. It's always it's always changing, always adapting, and and that just makes you a better individual because you have to you know roll with the punches, mm -hmm. figure it out, and and just kind of make it the best that it can be and mm -hmm. it may suck in the moment rigid. but <laughs> right <laughs> so yeah that's that's uh absolutely i mean that's um and that's the other nice thing is now while they do have to do it on their own the hunting participants the hunt for participants are going to have to do it on their own they've always got somebody to call they've yeah. always and they'll and now Hopefully, as they as they continue to grow in in their hunting experience, they'll gain new contacts, yes. and they'll be able to pull from them and pull from these people and, and try new things. So, yeah, that's just it's yeah. just almost mind boggling, um, you know, what you can do and where you can go within this community. Yeah, so, it is. <laughs> uh, I know um, <clears throat> a lady that I work with. Her husband has been guiding for I don't know how many years um, and uh, he had a client who always comes hunts antelope with him mm -hmm. uh, up and called him this year and said hey you want to go to Africa and, and kill some animals and he said well I can't really afford that and the guy goes oh no I'll pay for it it's just like holy crap 
I mean, that's that's and and that's not out of the realm of possibilities for yeah. any person. As you start making contacts within the hunting community, because there's so many people who are so yeah. willing to help out. Exactly, and yeah. as long as you're genuine, like you're a genuinely mm-hmm. good person, mm-hmm. people can can pick up. They'll on pick that. up on it, and that's there's like no hope for me. <laughs> 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 hope you like the draw process, Rodney. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's. I actually put in for New Mexico this year. Did you? Oh, did you really? You put did in you for? draw? Didn't draw. No. Oh, just for elk. Just for elk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, gotta we, build points. We got. Well, we, we don't have any points. points. Oh, really? No, no points, points in New Mexico. It's all it. just luck Dang of the draw. That's what draw. we like about it. Dang no it! Points. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But. Now you know some guys. Yeah. So the next time the draw comes around, we can give you some heads up on some of the. That's right. The we, we draws actually, and we all that do stuff. We actually a podcast. Um, we've done a couple of them now, um, on how to work the draws yeah. and look at different hunts and and stagger your application to help you draw. Now, of course, that podcast is from a resident's point of view. Yeah. But the same techniques apply. Mm-hmm. Um, but just yeah, a smaller no, drawing pool for a no, non-resident. Mm-hmm. No points in New Mexico. Okay. Um, now, and so we, we've we've actually been touching on that. We'll touch on it a little bit here real quick. Um, do you like the points in Colorado? The point I, system? It's still... New? New. It's a little different. Um, I'm still... It still, still confuses learning. me a little bit, yeah. But I... Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I... I don't know how I feel about it yet. Gotcha. <laughs> I don't know enough to no, know that, that, how I feel about it. That, I'd rather you answer, answer honest than, than spit something out for the sake of it. Yeah. We're we're proponents of no points. Mm-hmm. Um, I sure like having the opportunity to draw out every year. Uh, we did a podcast, and I don't know if we'll release it before this one or out. We've already released it. Released it this year. We released week. it, yeah. yeah. So um, we did a podcast in Utah, and man, do they get screwed. Yeah, uh, and that's where I grew up. That's so where bad. Oh, you're from Utah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. They, you know, yeah, the way they, the way their draw system works, you can draw and then you can't hunt again for seven years. And yeah. Like, oh yeah, God. like you can't even put in for a number of years. Yeah. 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 See, we, I drew elk and deer last year, and we drew elk and deer and antelope this year. Yeah. So. Yay, New Mexico. <laughs> 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 I mean. It's not easy to draw out. There's a lot of people that complain because they don't draw out in years, so we draw out all the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and you have to look at the the pros and the cons. Um, you know, in in Utah, there there are places you can go where it's just over the counter, and that's nice. There are no over the counter public tags in New Mexico. Yeah, and that's a bummer. Uh, except for barbecue, uh, no, like the main ones, elk, deer, antelope. There's yeah. no over the counter uh, tags in New Mexico, and that that is a bummer. But um, you, you just got to look at the pros and cons. Mm-hmm. I, you know, like we were talking about with the draw, <clears throat> having no preference points in New Mexico, it's nice to be able to put in for if you want to, and if you can afford it, put in for elk, deer, antelope, ibex, oryx, bighorn, fiber sheep, bighorn, yeah. everything that we've got, spring bear hunt, you turkey, know, special turkey hunts, javelina. You can put in for everything every year and have as much of a chance to draw as anybody else so you're saying there's a chance there's a chance there's yeah, a I chance like that. Yeah. just a chance so, so. yes but no points yeah that is and that's what i like about colorado is the all the over over the counter, over the counter stuff. stuff and the it's a little overrun <laughs> with over the counter elk tax <laughs> Yeah, we noticed last what they, year. What they call well, it in, uh, when we were in Idaho, we were talking to a, a oh, game yeah. warden in Idaho, and they were talking about, about the steelhead steel up in salmon um, and the battle fishing. Battle, 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 was that what yeah. he said? Battle Combat fishing. fishing. Combat fishing. Combat fishing. Combat fishing. Yeah. He said and, that people will stake out their, their steelhead spot with their cots, and they'll just, you know, run up to their truck to get food and right back to their cots, and they're waiting for the steelhead to come by so they can catch them. Yep. That's, that's crazy. That's what that's what you're saying. Colorado over the counter oh, sometimes yeah. is yeah. We combat saw more hunting trucks than we did elk. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's because it's because of you know YouTube shows yeah. people coming here giving out information, people asking Frank and Aaron, you know, 
good over-the-counter hunts it's it's really accessible for out-of-state people yeah mm-hmm. and it's there i mean there's a lot of elk here and well so. and we've thought about ourselves you know we've in the one year out of the last four Ooh. years where we didn't draw elk we thought oh we can go yeah. get a you know it's an affordable i think six hundred dollars was it's no, not it's not overly expensive over yeah. the counter elk tag and so um, yeah, though again, you and just you gotta weigh those an hour from the border. Pretty much, so you just kind of gotta weigh those pros and cons. Now, did you put in for a draw in Colorado this year? This year I did. I I don't think I did. I just did preference points just preference for elk. Points for yeah, because I'm just gonna do over the counter, and I put in for deer, put in for all the animals. So draw anything? I don't know yet. They when does their draw come out? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. When the email comes in my, into my... Yeah, I still... When, when I get offline kind of in, in the email mode, right. so uh, getting go. back to real life is... That's going to be tough for us. We've been on the road for... <sighs> I know we have to go back to 10 days. And, uh, <laughs> it's hard to go back to real life. It is. I, and all yeah. everything, all the, all the trips have been about, you know, beautiful country and fishing. and Yeah. So it's going to be hard to go back to dry New Mexico. No water. Green. Yeah. I'll be green where I'm at. We'll see though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so don't know when that came out. Well, that's yeah. kind of cool. New Mexico comes out pretty quick. Yeah. I was surprised. I was really surprised. About a month. You yeah. I like it. It doesn't keep you. Waiting. You wouldn't think it comes out quick the way people. The way people complain about, about it. it that's true. Yeah. I don't know how, how many of those uh, <laughs> those skeleton. Um, memes i saw on facebook me waiting for the new mexico draw to come out Ugh. it's only been a month man come on it used to be what three months hunting is exciting you guys have it easy i'm still waiting i don't i don't <laughs> even know colorado i don't know when to expect it but <laughs> still waiting still waiting yep so um did you go on your first hunt in utah yes yeah yeah just like an over-the-counter over-the-counter one yeah did you get any no no, didn't even no. see anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, not it's even terrible. A bit. I was like, I no joy. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was. It's like a any bull tag, so uh-huh. you know, just all the leftover stuff. And where'd was, you go? We went central Utah, kind of north of Scipio uh, yep. area, if you know where that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. But nothing. No elk. Nothing. No thermos. No. No, <laughs> no, it was, it was a little, you know, disheartening. <laughs> I and that I think a big thing is that just pushed me more into bow hunting, yeah. because lots less people. Yeah. Going into and backcountry bow hunting, like not necessarily from a truck. I, I, I'm hooked on it, which is weird because it's very difficult. Yeah, it's so a hard, hard thing. Very, so very difficult. Work. But Stuff I love it. Effort. It's rewarding. It's rewarding. Yeah. It's just massively rewarding. Yeah, not during. I, I this is a good story from my hunt. Uh, I go. get a, I, there's a whole herd of axis deer just kind of feeding up this meadow. And my buddy says, well, just crawl and see how close you can get. So I'm crawl like I'm army crawling, pushing my bow forward, cr- like scooting forward on my stomach. And I am like, in my head, I'm cussing. I am not happy. I am just, I am so not happy at this moment. And then I sit there and think, man, I'm kind of cool right now. Like, if I, <laughs> if I actually pull this off, like, whoa, <laughs> this will be an awesome story. Well, there are a lot of deer in Hawaii and a herd to the side that I did not know was there, a doe. Saw me and yeah. See, but so here's the funny did. thing: even <laughs> though you didn't get an animal, it's still a cool story. Yeah, right? yeah. And I army crawled for like a hundred yards with my bow. Sounds like our antelope. Beat up my legs. Like I, we got back to the house and I was, I put shorts on and everybody's like, "Oh my gosh, <laughs> what? Like, what did you do to yourself?" Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like exactly like hunting. <laughs> Belly crawled for miles chasing those antelope and nothing but oh. just open country. Not even a one little bush nope. to hide behind. It was just grass. Yeah. Miserable. So yeah. we've been with you. We know what you're <laughs> going through. I have a saying I like to say that uh, misery breeds memory. Yes. And with time, 
the misery fades and all you have is a memory. So uh, that's that I think is one of the another great thing about the hunting community is you have those stories that you can share because most people (laughs) have been through it and they know what you're talking about and it has been miserable. Embrace the suck. Embrace the suck. That's exactly right. (laughs) That's what I have to tell myself as I'm hiking and I'm getting mad because I'm tripping over everything and my feet are catching (laughs) and heavy backpack. Embrace the suck. Any uh, final words of wisdom for any other new hunters out there? think just stick with it stick with it and really put forth the effort to to do all you can to to learn everything you can that's really all you can do wise sounds good I don't to know me. what else to say that's cool <laughs> well we really appreciate to letting us join you right yes. in the kifaru cast uh podcast booth talking yeah. about hunting and backpacks and uh Anything else to say for Kifaru International? Buy our backpacks. (laughs) (laughs) You won't regret it. (laughs) For sure. They were pretty comfortable. Rodney and I I put on a couple of packs. I like them. They're Um, pretty great. Rodney put on one with the 50 pounds in it, and I had one with 80 pounds. and uh, Much better than Walmart brand. (laughs) Nothing against Walmart, but... uh, Much better. (laughs) It it goes back to what we've talked about over and over again. Quality stuff is more expensive, but it's going to last you and it's going to treat you It makes you the experience a lot more bearable. I will say right. that it's, I mean, it, it's, it's forking out a little bit of money, but a good backpack and a good pair of boots are key, key yeah. to, to splurge on. Everything Absolutely. else you can kind of cut corners, but good boots and a good pack, that's good well, so very, well, good that glass. too. Glass. If you're glassing, if you're in Hawaii and it's well, thick, you don't need glass. Belly, you can see them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so uh, beg, steal, and borrow all your other gear. Yep. Save up and uh, get you a good pack, good boots. Yep. So, what Absolutely. else? Anything that's else, Rodney? It. I think that's it. Man, um, it's been a good one. Yeah, Dana, thanks for joining us. Yeah, um, of course. Thanks for having us. Thanks for showing us around. Of course. And that's it for us. Adios. Adios. Thanks for joining Nada Grande Outdoors Podcast. Come follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. And don't forget about our website, www.nadagrandeoutdoors.com. Adios. Adios.